Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie, and as always, I'll be your host today. Today is Monday, April 17th, and this is episode number 48. Is it 48? No, I think it's 49, guys. Uh, Today is definitely episode 49. And since it's a Monday, that makes today a Mixed Drink Monday show. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend filled with tasty tipples. In our house, we enjoyed sparkling wine. We had a bottle of Prosecco for Sunday, on Sunday, for sparkling wine Sunday. We had a lovely bottle of Esteco Don David Reserve Malbec for World Malbec Day on Saturday. And on Friday, we had a plan of Moscow Mule inspired by a cocktail from the amazingly rad Likeable Cocktails slash Caitlin Stewart, who is a global world-class winner, so she's a global world-class champion, and an all-around kick-butt gal, which got me to thinking, I don't think I really like ginger beer all that much, and that then got me thinking about how we haven't talked about the Moscow Mule yet. So let's take a peek at some history of the mule, a variation or two of this super classic cocktail. Oh, and if you are used to listening to the podcast on iTunes and you don't see the show come up in your iTunes feed, apparently calling your podcast a tiny rogue podcast will get you reviewed by iTunes. So today on my lunch, I will try my hardest to get everything uploaded to Libsyn. Um, so we can avoid iTunes, um, but just know that it might take me a little bit of time because I'm not very good at electronic stuff, but also because I don't think you can just grab your RSS feed from your website. I think you actually have to manually upload each and every episode to Libsyn, so it might take me an extra few minutes to figure that one out, but just know that the podcast will continue to be there, even if it takes me a while to get it out. But, back to the Moscow Mule. Let's jump on into this cocktail. Now, contrary to what you might think, the Moscow Mule finds its origin story in the U.S., not in Russia. I know it's shocking. Um, It kind of sounds like it should be a Russian drink, not an American drink. The backstory to the Mule is a bit of a legend, and it's a bit convoluted, and has three different variations to the story. So the most commonly told tale about the Moscow Mule goes that in 1941, John Martin, a sales rep for Smirnoff Vodka, needed to sell the new and basically unknown spirit that was vodka at the time. Excuse me. The distribution company that Martin worked for had just imported a whole bunch of Smirnoff, and nobody knew what it was. Yikes! So Martin hooks up with Jack Morgan, who owned the Cock and Bull restaurant in Hollywood, um, as well as Cock and Bull products. Morgan needed to get rid of a stash of Cock and Bull ginger beer, and the two conspired to create a drink. What this version of the story forgets to include is the iconic mug. The second version of the story sees Jack Morgan's head bartender, Wes Prince, wanting to clean out the basement and get rid of 
rid of a bunch of old stock. That stock included both vodka and ginger beer, needing the cellar space. Prince invents the Moscow Mule to use up the two unconventional and basically unknown ingredients, which isn't uncommon. Um, That is definitely how a lot of cocktails are created, simply by needing to use up product that a bartender has or that a bar has that the manager is like, you got to get rid of this. Um, So that not completely unplausible. The third story, which is probably the most likely story, um, is similar but also a little bit different. This version also starts in 1941, but starts at the Chatham Hotel Bar in New York City, not at the Cockbowl restaurant in L.A. Um, In this version of the story, three friends were sitting at the bar drinking and, quote, nibbling on hors d'oeuvres. Those friends were Jack Morgan, whose backstory never changes in any version of this Moscow Mule tale. So Jack Morgan always owns the Cock and Bull restaurant in Hollywood and Cock and Bull products, which makes ginger beer. Always. It's always his thing. It never changes from there. So then we have John Martin, who is of G.F. Hubel Brothers, who were alcohol importers. Okay, so sort of similar backstory there. And then the third man is Rudolf Cunet, president of Pierre Smirnoff, which was Hublin's vodka division at the time. It's a little bit unusual that there would have been a vodka division when vodka was such a brand new spirit in the area. But possible. Again, there's no reference to the Moscow Mule's mugs, so that iconic copper mug, being used in this version either. But as the story goes, um, so the three of them were sitting around drinking. They decided they wanted a drink with some kick. Vodka and ginger beer were blended together, and voila, the drink was created. So, still mm, possible, but not probable. Most likely it's some sort of combination of the three. Um, My money would be on the bartender creating it to get rid of old stock. So, the story with the mug goes that Martin, so John Martin, would travel the U.S., trying to sell Smirnoff and popularize the mugs. So he had the mugs created for this drink after its creation. And basically what he would do is he would ask the bartenders who agreed to sell Smirnoff uh, at their bar to pose for a picture holding a bottle of Smirnoff in one hand and one of the other mugs in the other hand. And he had a bunch of them made and he would leave a mug there and he would take two Polaroids as he was having them pose. He would take, he would leave one for the bartender to display in their bar, and then he would take the other one and put it in a book that he was creating of all the other bartenders that who had agreed to carry Smirnoff. And he would take that to the next bar, and he would show that bartender, and they would agree to sell Smirnoff as well. 
excuse me. Okay, so this worked. This idea of having this book and showing the bartenders, other bartenders, worked because bartenders are an inherently fickle and slightly showy bunch who hate being upstaged by other bartenders. So they're going to see somebody's doing it. Um, so like they saw a competitor doing it, um, having a bottle of Smirnoff in a photo, well, they'd darn well be wanting one too. And they would have a bottle of Smirnoff on their bar as well. So like I said, guys, there's no real definitive backstory on how this drink gets made. It's just kind of like there's 14 different, well, three different ideas and hopefully one of them might be the right one, but nobody really knows for sure. But what we do know is that by 1942, the Moscow Mule was super popular with the Hollywood crowd in Los Angeles. And by late 1943, Reno Casino owner William F. Hera was, had claimed the drink as his favorite and the mule climbs further into being an exclusively popular mixed drink for the time. So because this casino owner really enjoyed it, it made it very, very popular, and everybody wanted to have it. Um, from what I read, he was a bit of a mob dude, so there's that as well. That was probably why they all wanted to drink it. They wanted to keep him happy. So um, that's kind of an interesting fact well. Sorry guys, I'm just reaching for something. Alright, so on the idea of the mule mug itself, the copper mug is still the most popular and well-recognized vessel for serving a Moscow mule in, but, um, or any other mule, we'll get to other mules in a second, but it should be noted though, that only the outside of the mule mug can be made of copper. Um, that's an USDA food and drug um, association ruling. Um, this is because the pH of the Moscow mule is so low that it can wear off the copper on the inside of the mug and it can actually poison people. Oopsies. Don't want that to happen. So if you're buying a mug, a mule mug, you want to look for one that's copper on the outside and it's probably going to be black on the inside. So just know that. You don't want one that's copper on the inside because it will um, poison you. Not so great. Alrighty, for the recipe, which is why we're all here, right? Classic recipe. I'm going to give you um, just the classic, and then we're going to talk about some variations on that. So this drink can be straight up built in the glass or mug, or it can be partially shaken and then built. I like to partially shake mine and then build the rest of it. The Moscow Mule, just so we know, is also part of a family of cocktails known as Bucks. Um, so like mules, Bucks. Bucks are ginger ale or... They all include ginger ale or ginger beer, lime juice. You can swap any citrus juice, but it's traditionally lime juice, and an alcohol. So using the classic recipe we're going to talk about, you can swap in any alcohol and you have a tasty cocktail, no matter what. If you're going to shake and then build, 
add two ounces of vodka and half an ounce of lime juice to the shaker, add some ice and give it a quick shake. I'm talking like 10 seconds here, guys. You're not trying to dilute it. You're just trying to chill it and mix it up a bit. We're going to strain it over ice into our mug or um, even a Collins glass would work well if you don't have mugs. And then you're going to top it up with ginger beer. Um, and then you're going to give it a little swirl so it all combines. Otherwise, all of your alcohol is going to sit on the bottom. And then we garnish with a lime wheel. Now, by contrast, if you want to just build the Moscow Mule in your mug, in your fancy little copper mule mug, we're going to add ice to the mug, fill it about halfway full with ginger beer, we're going to add two ounces of vodka, half an ounce of lime juice, and finish topping it up with ginger beer. Again, we give it a little swirl, and then garnish with a lime wheel. So, if you find that we're going to hop into some variations now, guys. If you find that um, a traditional mule is a little too bitter, you can add a couple of teaspoons of jam to your shaker tin or even a little bit of simple syrup to sweeten it up. I did this on Friday, and I personally used homemade strawberry peach jam. Um, you can also try different ginger beers. Uh, there can be ones that are much less bitter and ones that are much more bitter. For example, I prefer Fever Tree over Grace Soda. Grace Soda is a soda company you can get all over Canada, um, and they're definitely like the most popular ginger beer option here. Uh, so the you could also get really, really adventurous and make your own ginger beer, which would allow you to dial in the sweetness or bitterness a lot more. Some variations. Now, the easiest, the mule is definitely the easiest one if you want to make a really simple mocktail. And for that, all you would do is a little bit of lime juice, some fruit puree on the bottom of the glass, top it up with the ginger beer or ginger ale, give it a stir, and you're set to go. It makes a great mocktail that's super easy um, to make. And if you put it in a mule mug, it still looks like a cocktail without anybody feeling like they're being left out, which is kind of nice. So variations. Like I said, you can pretty much swap in any alcohol. Um, you can do a rum buck. You can do a gin buck, uh, which is also called a foghorn, which is kind of fun. You can do a Kentucky mule, which uses bourbon instead of uh, vodka. There's also a Glasgow mule, which is blended scotch and St. Germain elderflower liqueur. And my personal favorite when it comes to name is the Dead Man's Mule. I just think that name's really fun. <laughs> which is absinthe and cinnamon schnapps. Um, I feel like that would be a, a big kick um, as far as flavor. I've never had one before. Um, so you would have to try that and let me know how it tastes. But it would certainly be an interesting one for sure. Um, so don't be afraid to try around and experiment with the buck or the Moscow mule. Um, changing your vodka and changing your ginger beer are going to give you different flavor profiles every time when you make this cocktail. So it's a lot of fun to kind of change it up and see what's going on and try different things and have a lot of fun with it. So with that, guys, we'll wrap up another episode. 
like I said, don't be afraid to try some different Moscow meal variations and recipes. Maybe try half ginger ale and half ginger beer if you're finding that ginger beer is just a little too bitter and you can't find a sweeter version. Um, There is a craft soda company in my province that makes a slightly less bitter ginger beer, which is nice. If you want to get a hold of me, whether you have a question, comment, or a show topic idea, you can do that in a few ways. You can head over to the website, drinkswithally.com. You can fill in the contact me form and drop me a line. You can, on the website, hang out on episode 49's page and leave me a comment there because I will see it and I will answer. And if I don't answer you directly, I will create it into a show for you. You can drop me an email at drinkswithally at gmail.com. Again, they come right to me and I will see them and I will answer them faithfully. If you want to hang out on social media together, it is at Drinks with Ally on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Pinterest, and Spotify. I haven't done a Spotify playlist lately, guys, because my last one, when I made it public, people hijacked it and added all kinds of songs to it. So I'm a little, little leery of adding any more, but I will get back to them. Not to worry. So, fill your glass with something tasty, everyone. Cheers.